0: Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message entitled, Dealing with Marred Clay. In this week's message, Pastor DeMichael explains to us about a metaphor that God uses in His Word, in which God is the potter and we are the clay. The spiritual enemies will tell the lost person that God doesn't want them. And those same enemies will tell a struggling Christian that God can't use them. But this week's message is an encouragement that we can hold on to, knowing that although we stumble, God is a God of forgiveness and can still use us if we will come to Him. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to order today's message, stay tuned until the end of today's program for a phone number and address where you can order a copy on CD. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMigle. If you look at verse 4, notice that the clay was
1: marred. The clay was marred. In times past, we've talked about these these vessels. And in the New Testament, Paul refers to them often. He talks about vessels of honor. Those pieces of pottery that the potter had on display that as soon as you came into his shop, that's what you saw. They they were the works of that he was most proud of. And, and then there were the uh, vessels of dishonor, where, the, where it just didn't work out. Either the clay, the clay didn't uh, respond in his hand, or when it was put in the kiln, it developed a defect. And then there are those vessels of wrath Paul talks about, and those vessels of wrath were those that were discarded in, in the big pile out in the back, the broken shards. Now, what we're talking about this morning is is before it goes into the kiln, before it's hardened, while the potter is still working with it in its wet condition. And if you'll notice in verse 4, the problem is in the clay. The clay is flawed. It's defective in some way. It won't yield. And the potter now has to make, notice the phrase that's used, another vessel. It's not the vessel he intended he had something in his mind. He may have had a picture he was working off of. But because the clay did not cooperate, the clay did not yield in his hands, he had to make it another vessel. I submit to you the obvious, the obvious sense of the text this morning is God talking to Israel. Israel is that clay. He is that potter. This can apply to other nations as God deals with nations. It can apply to God's working in our lives, amen? It can also reference us as we look at our lives. We're working off of a picture. We've got a plan in our mind. And all of a sudden, things don't work out or we realize they're not working out like we thought. How about this one? How about our expectations with others? Amen? Uh, Every one of us can understand it's obvious when we raise children. We have expectations. We have dreams. And uh, sometimes the clay is marred. And so I ask you the question this morning, and this is the crux of the matter, What do you do when what's in your hands is not what you had in mind? What do you do? Well, look at verse 4. You know what God does? He makes another vessel. He makes another vessel. Your vision of life as it was when you were in your 20s is now betrayed by your life as it is in your 40s and 50s. It could involve health. It could involve your job. It could involve your marriage, your children. It could involve relationships or your relationship with God or a ministry that God gave you. And it's not what you thought. It's not what you thought. I like a, a Christmas greeting that a preacher had on his phone one time when I called him. It said, thank you for calling. I'm not able to take the phone at this time. And thank you for not sending me a Christmas card that chronicles all of your children's achievements. (laughs) He's a rather sarcastic guy. I've known him for years, and it didn't surprise me he'd have something like that on the phone. But sometimes that cute little baby, a couple of decades later, it's a call in the night, dad, I'm in trouble. The storybook home with Ken and Barbie We find that the picket fence is broken down. Ken has a bunch of his hair rubbed off. And Barbie's missing an arm. It's a son or a daughter that you had devotions with every morning as they were growing up before they left the house. You brought them to church in Sunday school. And they announced to you that they no longer want to be associated with your God or your Bible or your church or even you. What do you do? When as a potter, that which is in your hands isn't what you had in your mind. It might be a health issue. It might be the dream job that you prayed for. And you're sure that God helped you get it. And six months or a year later, you're saying, this is the job I prayed for? Sometimes, for a preacher it's the ministry he dreamed of and it turns out to be a heavy burden that he's wondering how he can get through another day does any of this sound familiar if it doesn't just give it a decade or two it will so what do you do when it seems that the wheel is spinning faster and faster and sometimes it it seems like it's spinning out of control, and that what you have in your hands is not what you had in your mind. Number one, look at verse six. Remember that God is in control. God is in control. God called out Abraham, Genesis chapter 12. Israel got the covenants and the promises. And all of those things, including feast days, that foreshadowed the Lord Jesus Christ because through the nation of Israel would come the Savior of the world. And God had to wait 42 generations before the Savior could come. Part of the reason for that is that the vessel or the clay was marred in 606 B.C., which is what's being referenced here in Jeremiah chapter 18. And they would be scattered, For 70 years, yet a providential and sovereign God, in spite of the clays, marrings, has some things to say, and I want you to turn just a few chapters to chapter 29 of Jeremiah, and I want you to see something here, that in spite of the fact that he's going to have to make it another vessel, in spite of the fact that they will be in captivity for 70 years... Just so you know, I'm not doing a Joel Osteen on the text, okay? Okay, I'm not doing a Joel Osteen on the text. This is legit what I'm saying here. Yes, God's going to have to judge Israel, but watch something here. Look at chapter 29, and look at verse 10. For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you in causing you to return to this place. You see, it wasn't over, folks. And you know what? For the child of God, it's never over. It's never over. Verse 11, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Verse 11, saith the Lord. Thoughts of what? They're about to go into captivity and not of evil. The Babylonians were brutal Folks. Oftentimes when a Babylonian king would capture a rival king in a battle, he, he, would, he would do as, he, as, as, as Nebuchadnezzar did uh, to uh, the king of Judah. He would bring his sons before the man's very eyes and have them slain and then put his eyes out right after that. So the last thing he saw was his sons being killed. Does that tell you anything about the brutality of the people they will be in captivity to? I notice what God says. <clears throat> I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected, look at that next word. And it was Yogi Berra, not Yogi Bear. I referenced Yogi Bear one time, and they said, why does the preacher keep talking about Yogi Bear? Some of you aren't getting that. All right. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just dating myself. Yogi Bear, okay, I'll stop and explain. Yogi Bear is a cartoon bear. Yogi Bear was the catcher for the New York Yankees years ago. And he's got all these sayings. You know, it's deja vu all over again. You know, that kind of stuff. All right, back to the text. An expected end. Then, verse 12, shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. This is what God was thinking. Because you know what? God is used to dealing with marred clay. Ever since Genesis chapter 3, God is used to dealing with marred clay.
0: We want to thank you for being with us today. It is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Dealing with Marred Clay. Pastor Rick DeMichael. In this week's lesson, Pastor DeMichael has revealed a simple but profound truth that God is a patient, loving, and forgiving God that will take us after we have fallen and help us put our lives back together for His glory. It is very frustrating when we fail, and it is at these moments when the enemy likes to kick us while we are down, convincing us that God is done using us. But thanks be to God that although it may take some time, God will reform us just like the potter with the broken clay. It's not always easy, and it's not always fun. But if we surrender our lives to the will of God, He can use us for something that will bring Him glory. The Bible is full of stories of men and women who have messed up. But the Bible is also full of stories of how God used those very same people to do great and mighty things for Him. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to order a copy of today's message, CDs are available for a suggested contribution of $5 each. Our address is Treasures of Truth care of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, 1300 South Tierry Avenue, Meridian, Idaho 83642. Our phone number is area code 208-888-4545. Our webpage address is www.tvbc.org. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church. We welcome you to our services on Sunday at 9.15am for Sunday School, at 10.30am for morning worship and preaching at 5.45pm for Bible Preaching and Teaching and also on Wednesday at 7pm for more Bible Preaching and Teaching.